Good evening. Welcome to Tom's World Language Cafe, coming to you live from Fishers, Indiana. Fishers, Indiana, by the way, is a small city, not so small anymore. It has about 90,000 people on the north side of Indianapolis in the suburbs. And it's a beautiful day here in Indy, the temperature in the low 80s. It's been a sunny day. And um, welcome to our show. And please subscribe to our Apple podcast if possible. It's free and you can get that online when you uh, listen to some of our shows. And uh, it's Tom's World Language Cafe Apple Podcast if you search for it. Um, so with, if you do search for it, you'll find lots of podcasts there that we've done over, over the years. Uh, actually, there's quite a collection. Um, what we do in the show is we talk about new ideas for teaching. We talk about what what teachers are doing, some of the problems they have, uh, some of the techniques they use, and we also talk about um, different languages, not just Spanish. We talk about French, German, um, Chinese, um, all kinds of languages. So uh, we're going to do that tonight in our program, by the way. And our next show will be uh, the end of June. It's going to be coming to you live from Havana, Cuba. Uh, and it's uh, from our, our uh, group that we have, our teacher group, that we are taking down to Havana, Cuba, Aventura Cultural. And it's a Spanish teacher immersion program. So don't miss that one. Later in July, we're going to come to you live from Madrid in España. So lots of fun things coming this summer. Today's guest is Amy, Amy Richmond. And Amy comes to us from Wayne Township. Uh, where she is a supervisor of uh, HSE, and uh, Amy is going to tell you a little bit about her job. Amy, good evening. Welcome. Thank you for being a guest on our show. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Can you tell the audience a little bit about um, um, what job you have and a little bit about the school district, Wayne Township? It's one of the larger school districts, really, in the state of Indiana, in uh, I, I, I think. Is that probably correct? It sure is. It sure is. It's on the west side of Indianapolis. And what I do with Wayne Township Schools um, is it's called the HSE Supervisor. And a lot of people um, remember high school equivalency as GED. And so HSE is just the same thing as what the GED used to be. Um, and so I, so I supervise the teachers who are teaching those classes in the day and evening. Um, and we are a really large district. Just in the adult ed portion alone, we have about 1,500 students in our program. So, and it's a, it's a large urban district and um, close-knit community of Wayne Township schools. We're highly supported by the MSD of Wayne, Wayne Township. They really highly value our adult ed program. So... It's just now, a great place to be. For, for the audience, who makes up this adult ed population? Uh, and, I, and I assume, you can correct me on this, that most school districts and around, for example, in, in the Indianapolis area, have similar programs, right? Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. they do. Um, and and our actually, our program covers not only the west side of Indianapolis, but Hendricks County and the northern part of Morgan County. So uh, we're adult ed is divided up into regions mm-hmm. and and we're called what's what's known as region five. Okay. Um, and and the adult ed population 
that's what's really fun about it is it has a huge variety. Um, everything from 17-year-olds um, who just recently exited school um, to uh, people, you know, in their upper 60s who who have grandkids that want to kind of help them with school or that might still need their high school equivalency. Um, and the other side, and it's about evenly split, is English language learners. Um, and, and one of the interesting things about our district is we speak, our, our students in our district speak over 60 different languages. So there's a wide variety of languages spoken in our So, so the ELL, uh, English language learners, that, that side of the program, how many students are over there then? 600, 700? That's, that would be a good estimate, about 700. Okay. Um, like I said, we're pretty equally split in that area. So um, when do uh, these students enter the adult ed program? They have to be 18, is that right? They can be 17. 17, um, okay. They have to have exit forms from school, and they have to have parent, uh, of course, parent permission and those kinds of forms um, signed. And we have specific classes that are just for teens because, um, you know, teens have unique needs, and so we kind of keep those uh, together. There are a few classes where they're mixed in with adults, but for the most part, we kind of put them in one pathway. So so, so where the, um, the ELL uh, learners, the uh, when they're learning English, do, I assume then you would put, uh, if you had 25 students in a class, how many normally are in the class? That, that's a pretty good estimate. It depends on the site. We have a lot of different sites, um, but we have about 25 to 30 um, in our main hub, which is out of Ben Davis University. So, um, and that's that's right. Uh, but in but in a given class, there would be how many students? 20, 25. Is that about right? 25 to 30 sometimes. Okay. Now, um, so it, that would be a better uh-huh. estimate. Now, would there be then these 25 students that could each one be speaking a different language, right? Their they native sure language, I mean. So that, that forces the class then, right, to be in English, correct? That's exactly right. Now, so it's done entirely, entirely in English. Uh, does that create, I'm, it, there probably obviously are some problems with that, I'm sure everywhere, the whole country is... Right, mm-hmm. similar problems. So, what kind of problems arise when you have all English for the well, listeners? Um, yeah, obviously, it's it's a challenge for the teacher because we have um, when you in terms of having a variety of languages, we have not only a, a large portion of Spanish speakers, but let's say our Arabic speakers. Everything is different. The direction that it's read in, and and just everything, and so. Um, getting those all to kind of understand just the basics is is the real struggle with now, our teacher. Now, do you have a big uh, uh, population from Nigeria, right? We do, so yes. Was, somebody was telling me about that. So, mm-hmm. how, so students start taking English, and so that depending on how old they are, right, that they would be grouped by, by age then or by ability? Group by ability, and that's what really makes it interesting because wide variety of age ranges, wide variety of language, 
Um, and when they enter, they're tested into three different levels. That's that's the that's the ability levels. We call them level one, two is entry. Um, mid level is three, four, and the highest level is five, six. And then when they test out of that, they actually enter into our HSE classes. Then, so you could have uh, in that those particular classes adults. You could have older folks, right, as well. Mm-hmm. So right alongside teenagers. Yes, I was going to say. So they, at what point do they take a test to get into the the regular high school equivalency classes? In so once they hit that level six, um, they they take that test. And once they so you know, there's a lot of hoops that they jump through prior to that. So they go from level one two class. They take a test, they enter into 3-4, they take another test, and they enter into 5-6, and when they're ready to test out of that, that's the entry point of HSE. So, does it take, obviously, probably, right, does it take different people, different amounts of time to get there, right? It sure does. We have a lot of people, you know, that's one of the first things they want to know is how long will this take, and it really depends on a lot of factors. It depends on how often they can come to class. Um, generally, our classes are two days a week. It's set up in Monday-Wednesday classes or Tuesday-Thursday classes. Um, and, and many people um, request to come all days because they want more of that um, learning. Depends on if it's spoken at home. If, if you know, we like to say if you, if you only practice it at school, it's going to take you longer. Um, so just different factors like that. Now, so... What kind of teaching strategies are used by the teachers in in the ELL program? So there's a lot of a, a lot of um, support with a program called Burlington English. Um, that's kind of a good precursor to uh, the full-on classroom learning because this is an online learning program where they um, they have an actual headset. So that not only do they see the vocabulary in front of them, almost like a flashcard on their screen, but they also get a chance to speak that into the microphone and they get rated um, almost like a little green check mark um, for how well you pronounce that. Um, and, you know, a lot of our learners, especially with so many different languages, they're, they're really shy about pronouncing English and practicing it because it's so unfamiliar. Um, when they speak it into a headset, there's a comfort level there that gives them a little confidence. They're only really talking to themselves at that point. Um, so it's it that program is really highly successful with our students. Um, and then we do a lot of the basic, um, the vocabulary and, and um, you know, the phonetics, things like that to start with. So there are probably a lot of uh, comprehensible input type situations, which um, the, uh, you know, that today in, in, in world languages, that's very popular, it's keeping everything in the language and reading yeah. and reading short stories, little or small novels. Um, yeah. is, One that, really- is that pretty similar to what then the comprehensible input in that type of thing? It sure is. And the, and the other thing that, um, is really helpful that goes right along those lines is something that our teachers use called conversation circles. And it's a time where they just, they have a topic and they just talk. They just speak all English to each other um, in these conversation circles. And they've become really popular. Even students who 
um, don't necessarily have that particular class join the conversation circle portion of a class just so that they can have that experience. So um, you mentioned there were a, a huge amount of languages, right? Um, mm-hmm. So do the parents of the students, are they fluent in English or are they not fluent in, in English? Well, surprisingly, our ELL population are the parents of the K-12 students in the district. So it's, it's oftentimes the parents who are in our classes learning the English and the, and the children who are in the K-12 speak better English at that point than the parents do. Um, so it's kind of a little bit of flip of what you would realize, what you would expect. Um, and yeah, they, most times um, it's not spoken at home. So that's something that we introduce and we, and, and that Burlington English I was talking about, it's an app that you can use. So even if you don't have somebody at home that you can converse with, you can use that app at home. Okay. So the, the adult learner, the yellow learner is uh, 18 years old and beyond a little, so are a lot. So do they arrive at a point where they're, good enough in English to go get a job. Yes, we and we that really increasingly last year and this year that has kind of been what we focus on the most. Um, and one one of our programs that I really love, um, we we do something now called IETs, that's integrated education and training, where we can do career certification. Well the struggle is ELL, the, the English language learners don't have a lot of options yet until they're more proficient. One of the best things that we have is something called Parapro. And that's where um, students train to be paraprofessionals in the classroom and pass that certification test. Well, Wayne Township has such a wide language variety that there's always been a need for bilingual paras. And it's always been a need that it hasn't been really filled very well. We just, it's hard to find um, those uh, people to fill that role. And so what our program does is kind of bridges the gap. We, we teach them those language skills, but it's also, it mirrors the K-12 population of the Nigerian population, the Spanish population. So it really helps because it's become a pathway for a job for those students. So do you use the adult learners then as translators and in different situations in the community or in in the high school, or, or does that happen? That For the first time, we tried that this year with our student-led conferences. Um, my background is I, I used to teach for Lyndhurst 7th and 8th grade center, um, and, and whenever, it's a large school, so, you know, 1,200 students there. So when we would have student-led conferences and we needed translators, we would, we would be lacking because we would have so many students. Um, so I had a sign-up board this year for our students to volunteer to be translators and take shifts during that time, and it worked beautifully. We had about seven different languages um, spoken that were volunteered. They wore tags and um, were just available in each quad, and they would radio when they needed an interpreter of whatever language, and they would they would be escorted over, and we would have a booth for um adult ed learning, you know, so that not only could they get that experience, 
but then they could kind of bridge the gap to the literacy of those parents who are there who needed the interpreters. They could bring them over to the booth and say, hey, did you know we have free classes where you could learn English? And so it really was a great partnership. So what is the population roughly in Wayne Township of Latinos? It's fairly high, right? It is. Um, I don't have the exact numbers, but it is it is a uh, it's a high percentage, yes. uh, over half for sure. Yeah, and um, so check that. Um, the um, adults and the young people, then they get certified to get a job, and then they they there is a career training, right? So is, yes. This is after they get into the high school equivalency program, or what? Does that well, we've we've experimented a little bit. It's normally it has been in the, when they cross over that first step of high school equivalency, um, but sometimes that level six, that highest level of English language learner, um, they have been able to do a few of our certifications. Um, I mentioned the Parapro, but another one is um, in the hospitality is um, Start certification in the hospitality field. Um, we have had. That was we've had success with that. We've had a couple of our upper level English language learners um, certify in that, and we're working on um, with DWD because that's that's who we work with. Um, we're working with DWD. I would love to get approved a certified medical interpreter um, because that is something that they do now with the high school with the K twelve, and so we worked in partnership with those teachers to try to to get the skills to pass that certification test because. By far and away, that's the highest paying pathway for, for English language learners. It's a, it's a huge need in the medical field, and um, it's, it's a great wage for them to start with. So that's what I'm hoping will be on the horizon. But so far, it's been um, another. We do HVAC and welding. Um, and so, again, those early literacy um, in HSE is usually who we put in there. Um, but we're trying to go to reach into that upper level, that highest level of ELL to try to get some certifications for them as well. Now, uh, is the school year year round in these, in this program or is it? Yeah, it's almost year round. We have the, we mirror the Wayne Township schedule except for summer. Um, so the regular Wayne Township schools, we have two weeks off in the fall, two weeks, um, at Christmas time, two weeks in the spring. And our summer is only um, three weeks, um, so we don't we don't ever take an adult ed any more than three weeks off. So the Wayne Township in the summer is pretty. Uh, they're going to school, right? Yeah, it, when, yeah. It's a short break. Is it so? Is that July or June they come back? We come back at we come back in July. July 9th is our first day back of classes, so, and we haven't stopped classes yet. So okay. So, um, can you tell the um, audience a little bit about why you got interested in being in uh, the job you have? And uh, because it does take special people, and I'm sure you have to have the patience of a thousand people sometimes, and dealing with all the languages and the and mm-hmm. the the difficulties and sixty different languages, and then the same way with the uh, high school equivalency and you have different age groups there and, and all kinds mm-hmm. of uh, challenges. Um, what brought you to this, this field? 
Well, I tell you, by far and away, it's the student. Every single one of our students has, they just have such powerful stories. And like I said, I was, you know, I was in the middle school world for the longest time. And what I love is that I get to serve the same families. Um, uh, you know, I, every day I see a last name and I say, hey, did you have so and do you know so-and-so? And that's their son and, or that's, you know, a relation. And so these, these students have the most grit, the most um, perseverance, and they just have just a unique way of getting over any barrier. And that's what I love. I like, I like seeing a need and helping students to see the hope of, of a, a pathway to a better career or, or to be able to jump over, you know, a hurdle that puts them in a way of having um, a high school equivalency. And, and I just, um, the heart of the students in Wayne Township is just unmatched. And that's, that goes for adults and, and um, K-12 students alike. So, well, we're certainly lucky to have people like you uh, helping because uh, sometimes the public isn't aware of all the, the effort that teachers make in, in, the, in the field of uh, ELL and also the HSE programs. And it's, it's a whole different world. From, it is. From, yeah. I love the challenge of that because, you know, for the HSE side, which is where I actually have the most experience, is, you know, the students are there because the traditional pathway didn't work out for them. And um, finding the way around that is what I love because, you know, they're not traditional learners. And so they learn in different ways. And so you have to take that same material and put it in relatable ways um, to adults. Like, you know, especially math. I, I, I spent a lot of time concentrating on math. And, you know, the, you can do a lot with budget and things like that that you can't do with kids. And so um, it's, it's been a real joy to be able to do that and, and to relate it to their lives in that way. We just had our graduation last weekend and every year we have student speakers. Um, and one of the, one of the really neat stories that we had from last year's graduation is we had a student, um, that came in as an English language learner, went all the way through that program, crossed over to HSE, went all the way through that program and actually is now, we hired her and is now employed as a paraprofessional with us um, and is working um, with English language learners. And just, she's a, she's a testimony. She was a student speaker for last year's program, uh, graduation program. And she's just a walking testimony of what we can, what we can accomplish together. And in fact, she just um, shared today that she is crossing over now, not only just as a paraprofessional, but she has her sights on being a teacher. Um, so it's, it's a neat, that's amazing. Story. Now, Amy, Amy told me about her the other day, Amy, um, and Karis. Uh, Karis. Yeah. And Amy mentioned about, uh, that particular person. And, uh, we can mention her name if you want to. Sure. Um, Sandra Zavalas, she's just, she's just yeah. an inspiration because she, you know, she came over here and, and got through those barriers. And now not only is she able to tell students, um, you can do this as a mom, you can do this when you're working two jobs, but she actually had a baby last year, um, later in life. And so now you can't say, you know, I have a baby. I can't do this because they have a, a walking example that they can say, she does it. I can do it. <laughs> and and she's, she's a great testimony. 
So can you tell tell the audience a little bit, who are some of the people that work there that, you know, that do really tremendous work? I know there's a lot of them over there, but can you oh, mention yeah. a few of them? Sure. Um, I'll start with our coordinator, Christy McIntyre Gray. She just got married. So she's Christy McIntyre Gray. Um, she has, she comes from the world of, um, work one. So she brings that career experience that, um, honestly, I, I like to say the last couple of years, I've learned more than I have in a lot of years of teaching in the K-12 because of the partnerships with employers and, and just that side of our program that I never realized. So she has really brought a lot of, um, work partnerships, um, into our program and, and that's unlocked a lot of grant funding for us. Um, and again, I always tease her and tell her she should have been a teacher all along because she has that teacher's heart of, of trying to reach students in, you know, who are different learners and to really what I love about not only Christy, but all of us, we, once we get a hold of one of our students, we will not let go until we see them succeed. And, you know, as an adult learner, sometimes students have trouble trusting that what you say you're really going to do. Um, and what I love is that we stay with those students until what we say actually happens. You know, it might take you a little longer to get your diploma, but we're going to walk with you on this journey until it happens. And um, when they just seeing that they can trust that that will and, and that we'll fight, you know, every inch of the way with them, that starts that starts from the top with Christy, which is awesome. Um, we have Larry Cordray, who's who's another supervisor who actually was in um, Wayne Township schools for a long time um, as an administrator in the K-12 system. And he, um, he brings the experience of, um, you know, that educational side and, and, and it's a perfect combination of work experience and the education background. Um, so love that. Amy Karras, who is a mutual friend of ours, um, and Chris Johnson on the HSE side, um, they are registration, and what I like is that they're the they're the the first person that they see the first experience with our students is when they come in for registration, and you know they they work really hard on not just saying this is how you enroll and let's let's get going let's go ahead with this test because it's a lengthy test. They they do team building and they explain to them that they're going to be kind of you know like a cohort and they can rely on each other and. Um, so, you know, that's, that's been a really great way to introduce students into the program. Um, we have what's called life coaches. So, uh, we have Brenda Croslin and Marky Warwick are both lead life coaches for day and evening, and they do a great job of just any barrier that stands in the way of a student. They research and find resources and walk with those students um, through whatever obstacle it happens to be. You know, we, we do things like provide bus passes. We can get gas cards for students. Um, we had a great event um, with the Immigrant Welcome Center. Um, we had some lawyers from the Neighborhood Christian Legal Clinic come in and help students um, to fill out their paperwork um, for permanent residency, or um, we have, you know, workshops for uh, filling out the paperwork for citizenship. Um, and just questions that, you know, students have, because that's such a process. Um, and, you know, a lot of times students don't know who to trust. You know, somebody might be asking for thousands of dollars to do something that we can help connect them with the Immigrant Welcome Center and they can help them for free. So 
um, that trust is a huge factor with our program. They know, you know, that when we bring people in, we're connecting them with people who care. Um, so and we have, we have day, just loads of day and evening teachers who just absolutely pour their whole hearts into students. Um, we have something new this year called HSE Boot Camp, and we have several students come to us, um, and we really know as a teacher, they're, they're HSE ready. They're those students who've just been high academically all along, and they're just other barriers that's kept them from being successful in school. So when we test them and they come in at a high enough level, we put them through this boot camp, and in three days, they can kind of do a power review, take the HSE test, and be done in those three days. And we get we get the privilege of paying for it with grant dollars. Um, Hendricks Power pays for our Hendricks County students. Um, Mooresville High School, um, Tammy DeWitt out there at Mooresville High School is just wonderful with our students, and we'll pay for those Morgan County students. Um, and we have uh, TIF funding from the city of Indianapolis that we can use for for our Marion County students. Um, and um, our teacher, there's a pair of teachers for all of our boot camps. And um, June Dworak and Jim Bradshaw are boot camp teachers at Ben Davis University, and they just do an excellent job just really honing in on those skills that the, that students need to pass the test. They might not have they might not be able to comprehensively cover everything, but the ones that are the heaviest hitters, they, they get. And then we have out in Mooresville, we've tried something called a nighttime boot camp for our people who have jobs and they just can't get off during the day to be in gym in June. Um, and we have a wonderful couple. I absolutely love them. Um, it's fun to teach with them, uh, Diane and Steve Elmore. And they uh, just really connect with their students and have really great success with that program. Uh, we have, I, I honestly don't know the exact percentage, but for example, our last boot camp that the Elmores ran, um, I believe 18 out of 19 students passed. So it's really a high, high success rate with that. So, um, and I'm sure I've left out lots of people that, that are, that are in, uh, Vilma Canales is another person that's a paraprofessional, um, kind of, kind of similar to Sandra's story. they They've gotten their citizenship. They've got come up through the program. And so it just really means a lot to students to see somebody who's been through the program and gives them a walking example to follow. That's uh, amazing. And uh, it sounds like the teamwork there is extraordinary. Oh, yeah. And we're I, like a family. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, Amy was telling me about that, and uh, which is really makes it fun to work in an organization like that, doesn't it? It and sure you're very, also very blessed, too, because is I'm trying to remember who the, isn't Dr. Butts still the superintendent there? Yes. yes. And he's quite good as well, right? And He sure is, and he speaks at our graduation. This, this uh-huh. past graduation we had, he said, you know, a lot of programs, uh, adult ed is kind of an afterthought, or they don't really highly support it. And he said, we value it so much. We have it, you know, we're here. The whole school board's at your graduation, and we are behind you 100%. So he, he really walks the walk there. And that really speaks highly of, of uh, the taxpayers in Wayne Township who, who support this uh, wonderful adult ed program and the ELL program that the, that the communities are really involved, right? And, oh, yeah. Uh, a lot of community participation, and that, that's wonderful. And 
sometimes we don't uh, give our uh, school districts enough credit for all the effort that's made to educate students and uh, uh, and it goes and it never stops right I mean and yeah. you guys are evidence of that that, that it, it goes uh, beyond the regular classroom the typical uh, senior year it goes way beyond that and oh, then yeah. uh, it becomes a whole different type of education um, so um, what's your plans for the summer now I assume that you're going to have a little break right a little vacation <laughs> Yes, we will. Um, and we, uh, we have a kind of a little challenge going on the, the distance learning that we have for our students. We don't want them to lose just much like K-12. You don't want them to lose the learning that they've done for the school year. Um, so we have kind of a competition among our, our morning and our evening classes of how many students we can have involved in distance learning over that time. And the students get into it. And, you know, it's just that friendly competition and that family feel is what, what, makes it all worth it. Um, so, and, and for, you know, my husband, uh, is even involved in the program because <clears throat> one of the things about adult education, and one of the reasons I appreciate you, um, inviting me here is because it's, it's often, um, just kind of like the best kept secret. People don't realize what we can do and the career training that I've mentioned, um, for, for HSE students, and we can pay for that with our grant funding um, from Next Level Jobs. And um, they often think, well, I have I have a diploma. There's nothing that adult ed can do for me. And there is so much because we really serve that niche of people who, they did get a diploma, but maybe they didn't do anything or they planned on going to college or finishing college and they never did. Um, so my husband's in marketing, um, Neil Richmond, he, he's an Australian. So again, <laughs> to add to the international <laughs> theme, um, so he, um, he created our website, which it's adulted.info. And uh, it can, really, can you give that one more time? Sure. Adulted.info. Adulted.info, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody and get you, that out there. Yeah. Okay. We got it. Thank you for clarifying that. And, and everything we offer, you could find on that website from our ELL to HSE to career training to community events. In fact, um, you can go to that website and find ways that you can get involved if you're passionate about helping the way we are. Um, there are ways you can get involved to help. Uh, we have volunteers to help with the literacy of, of ELL because we know, you know, the more one-on-one help that, that you can get at that point, the better. But really, it's that awareness. Um, just, to, just to tell you about the awareness of it, um, we, we weren't sure how our first class of medical assistants would go over. We weren't sure if we could fill a class of 20. Um, and Dr. Butts has been so supportive and helpful with us. Um, he often does these robocalls to the community. Um, and, you know, he, his is a voice that everyone listens to, for sure. Um, and we asked him if he could help us out and do an announcement about um, medical assisting and career training. And he said, sure. And I can remember it was on a, it was football season and the Colts had just gotten done playing on a Sunday and he made the call, made the call and advertised what we had to offer. And at that time, I kind of underestimated what would happen because I had, you know, my husband had built a page that it would just, uh, that students could go to and it would just um, collect on one page and it was connected to my phone. So it would buzz when I knew. (laughs) And um, in less than an hour, we had over a hundred 
responses saying, yes, I'm interested in career training. And by the end of about three days, we had well over 400 students in the community, adult students in the community, raising their hand saying, yes, I want to be a part of this. Um, and we, it's just been a marketing machine. I have to give my husband credit because he really knows the same thing that works for businesses works for getting our word out, you know? Um, and so he, that it's just the machine that just keeps referring itself now. Um, and with very little marketing needed and, you know, on Google, if you, if you Google, um, adult education, Indianapolis, we come up now and we weren't even on the radar before, um, we come up on page one. So, um, it's, it's been a real, real journey. And, and we've had the privilege of, of going to IAACE, which is the Indiana adult continuing education, um, going to that conference and talking to other adult ed programs, um, you know, Washington Township and Warren Township, the other big ones, and everybody really goes to that conference and sharing with them how we got the word out. And it's, it seems like it's really helped to spread that word about, about those marketing things that it's just, you know, people don't know what adult ed can do until we spread the word. Well, it's wonderful that you, all of you guys out there in Wayne Township are doing this uh, tremendous job and effort and, and, uh, Great, with great success, uh, and that the township's really involved in this, the community, which really makes everything worthwhile. Um, Dr. Uh, Butts and, um, was on the program, one of our early programs when we first started. He was on with uh, Jimmy Angela, Angelo and, oh, yeah. and his Jimmy's wife, and we were talking about different uh, educational topics and... Uh, and Jimmy down was, of course, down at Lyndhurst, um, uh, down yeah, there in the middle school. Yeah. yeah, down at the middle school. And he was an ex-student of mine. Uh, and for the audience, that many of you may know this, but uh, I did uh, teach in Wayne Township most of my career. And I spent uh, quite a few years at South Wayne Middle School and then really a lot of years at Ben Davis High School where I taught Spanish. And uh, so I've, it's kind of Wayne Township has a special place in my uh, life. And I always like to say good things about it because it's a great bunch of people and just mm-hmm. wonderful teachers there and students. And uh, well, listen, I appreciate you being on the program, Amy, and hope that, um, you know, you guys have great, great success and that you have a wonderful summer and get some rest. Right. Yeah, at least absolutely. Get a, get a little time off here, a little bit, right? So you can take yeah. a break. Um, yeah. And um, once um, I will let you know when the program gets po- uh, posted, and uh, uh, please subscribe. And we're always looking for new subscribers yeah. for our show, and pass the word around for everybody else to subscribe, especially the language buffs. You know, the people who like language. So uh, that's kind of what our show is is really about. And. You certainly uh, gave us great uh, uh, ideas about what you guys do and how the ch- how challenging it is in the ELL program with, with adult learners. And, uh, and it's uh, something that's going to become, I think, more, more uh, known about and more important in our country as uh, time goes on because of, uh, we obviously have a lot of immigrants coming into our country and which is a good thing, right? And, you know, it's nice Absolutely. nice to have immigrants here. And uh, so um, if you um, um, 
if you see anybody there, tell Larry I said hello as well. I remember Larry very well and uh, Larry Cordray. So please say hi to Larry and Amy for me and Dr. Butts. And uh, we will be, um, you know, in touch. I'll let you know uh, when we post the program. And again, have a wonderful summer. Thank you for being a guest on the show. Thanks for having me. This is fun. Well, it was great fun having you. And uh, one of the just if you'll just um, stay connected, we're we're doing the show via Skype, by the way. And if you stay connected for a minute, we'll chat for a couple minutes more. Okay. Sure. Okay. Thank everybody. Thank you, listeners, for being with us. And uh, don't forget, we got a show coming up, maybe two or three shows live from Havana, Cuba, and then we're going to be live from Madrid. So. Uh, stay tuned. Okay, thank us. Thanks everybody for listening, and uh, have a great week. We'll see you soon. Bye.